Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio, and Tom currently is in Colombia with his fiance. I hope he doesn't mind me outing him in this. Uh, and he's probably having a good time down there. I hope it's uh, nice and warm for him, I'm sure. But in the meantime, we have from our, we like to call our Canadian cousins from that fabulous podcast, the Shuttertime podcast. I have Mac Sokolsky with me to fill in for uh, Phil and Tom's shoes. Hey, Mac. Hey, uh, it's lovely to be here for the first time on a completely different podcast. Is this your first time? Oh, right. This, this is not... my, yeah, you, you never invited me. Oh. I, I, you know, I, I felt so crushed. And when you, when you, I just jumping for joy. It's like, oh, I got invited to switch to manual. Oh, well, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we did one mashup and I've been yes. on your show. That's why I felt like I've, I've talked to you a lot, but yeah, you haven't been on this show in a while or at all. <laughs> at okay. all. Well, well, this is my first time. This is your first time. There's always time a first to time. My cherry. You're finally in our, what, 45th uh, episode after. When did you guys, when did you first start connecting? Do you remember how long ago? Uh, I started connecting with you guys on since the first. Oh, really? I, yeah, I told you guys to, to, to don't, don't do the interviews in two episodes. Oh, <laughs> Do yeah, the yeah, interview yeah, yeah. in one episode. Yeah, but we didn't start can, doing interviews until a little, a little ways into the into the podcast. Well, your first, your second episode, I think, was with Marco LaRousse. No, no, no. No. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. But that that's way be, back. Yeah, I think the, that was like, that's, I don't know. That's a long time ago. It is a long, it is a long time already. A long time in podcasting world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, I know that uh, Tom would love to be here and chat with you, and but he's got more important things. <laughs> No, of course. I mean, fiance is much more important. Colombia is much more important than podcasting. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Yeah, I, if I was him, I would be there over <laughs> by myself as well. Right. What the hell with this podcasting stuff? Exactly. <laughs> Let's get over to Colombia. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I think um, I think he's having a good time. I saw some pictures on Facebook, and it looked like uh, they're all having fun down there. So it's good for him. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Tom, well, anyway, Mac, thanks for joining, and, and thank you I mean, for thank you for having me. That's... Yeah, I was a little worried I had to talk by myself about this about this topic um, that uh, we're we're going to talk about. But and since Tom is not here, I don't know if anybody knows about this, but Tom and I met in a coffee shop in Brooklyn, um, and he, I, I noticed him bringing in his camera and we would sit there and, and finally we started talking and we started to connect a lot in this coffee shop and he came up with the idea. I don't know if you knew this. He came up with the idea of switch to manual. Um, that's switch to manual is Tom's idea. And he always had this thing about wanting to teach people how to use the manual controls on his, on the camera. And I really connected with that because I like teaching people. I love teaching new people how to use, um, you know, how to do photography. Mm-hmm. So we really connected in, in that way. And he thought about like, well, let's start, you know, let's start a photo walk thing. Or let's do a class. And I really like that because I really want to start STM as I want to grow the STM network and become, you know, an educational thing. So we really headed off. And 
our idea about this was, no, actually Tom's idea was like, we can teach you how to use your camera in one day. That was our first um, iteration of Swisher Manual. We can teach you to shoot manual in one day. And we decided to come up with a class and we would show people how to use the shutter and aperture and what the shutter and aperture actually meant. And we tried to do it in a, about an hour and a half, maybe, little presentation. Um, we tried to keep it down to maybe an hour, an hour and a half, because otherwise people started to, you know, fall asleep. <laughs> Dr drift off and it's like, okay, yeah. numbers again, okay. Yeah, numbers. And <laughs> <laughs> it happened a couple times. <laughs> we had a couple of old clients. <laughs> they were like... <sighs> <laughs> I didn't take it personally. It was just like, oh, you know, and we had our, we would do, we haven't done our classes in a while, uh, mainly because now Tom has moved on and I haven't really worked on um, finding a venue because having a venue is important. But when we did them on a regular basis, we would do them in a bar uh, in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Red Hook, Brooklyn is the waterfront area. Mm -hmm. And the bar was called the Red Hook Bait and Tackle Place. And we would meet there in the morning. And we would go through our, we did a, you know, keynote slideshow. Um, we figured out a way to explain in what we thought was an easy way to explain the, the concepts of shutter, aperture, and ISO. And then we'd go out for a photo walk and have everybody test what they learned. You know, so we tried to do it in like a two or three hour kind of little block of time. Right. And, and we had people who were happy with what they learned. I mean, people came in and they had DSLRs mostly. Some people came with point and shoot, so it was a little harder with them. But the DSLR people, we would, oh, you know, we would show them what the aperture meant and what, you know, we had our little, nomin um, our little uh, what's the word called? Uh, mnemonics for mm -hmm. shutters and apertures. Um, and, and Tom and I would break this up. Tom would be, what was he? He was the shutter speed guy and I was the aperture guy. <laughs> So when we did our we did our presentations, you know, I'd get up and I'd uh, oh he'd get up and do shutter speeds and explain shutter speeds and he'd talk about it being like a garage door opening and closing, and how the idea was to really concentrate on, you know, trying to capture motion or or whatnot. And then uh, I would talk about aperture and talk about how it affected focus. And we mm -hmm. both would talk about how they ex they affected exposure. That was of course part of it. And you know, we found the people they seem to they seem to get that you know some people didn't you know it's a it's not easy concepts um, no it isn't it isn't an easy concept and you know the way you explained this whole story it sounds like a a lost friends episode <laughs> meet in the coffee shop <laughs> um but uh you know when it comes to numbers and technicals uh, on, on on cameras uh, the cameras are so the way i look at it um, is damn the manual stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm the first one to say damn the manual stuff. The cameras are so good th these days that if I want a properly exposed photo, all I want to do is control one thing, and I control the aperture, mm -hmm. which gives me the depth of field. Everything else, I'll trust the camera to pick. So the ISO, the shutter speed, everything else, let the camera choose. I'll choose the the depth of field. I'll have control over that because that's what's important to me. Mm -hmm. Damn everything else. Mm. Of course, when you have situations when you're shooting uh, stars, when you're panning, when you're 
shooting moving moving objects and you want to project motion into into the frame then of course you have to switch to a manual setting because the camera will try to be smart and give you a good exposed photo mm-hmm. which doesn't of course always, doesn't always work it's not no, always what not you want. In, in those situations not in the, when you're shooting star trails you're not going to get right <laughs> The camera's not going to give you a proper star trail photo ever unless you actually tell the camera, no, 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 you shut up. I'll take over. I'll do all my settings myself and I'll tell you what to do. You just flick that little thing behind the mirror and take the pictures. I, you know, I will agree with you also because I was on talking with Allison Sheridan of the Nozilla podcast. I was on her chit chat across the pond mm-hmm. and we were talking about light meters and she was asking me all these questions and i uh, and and one was about light meters we had actually pre-set up the discussion and i said let's talk about light meters and a handheld light meter and you know i said you know in certain circumstances you want to use a light meter like if you're shooting something white on white um because the the camera's light meter is going to read in a certain way and you know a handheld light meter is going to read the light that's falling on it and so in order for me to like say, well, I haven't tested that in a while, you know, so I, I measured exposure with my handheld light meter and I got it and okay, fine. And then I took my Nikon camera and I pointed it, I think it was a white piece of paper with something on it mm-hmm. to sort of simulate, you know, all this white and then a, a dark object on it. And the camera exposed it perfectly. The camera's hmm. meter was smart enough. I didn't have to compensate. Actually... Yeah. I didn't have to open up the exposure to get that. Uh, you know, do a exposure compensation to get that picture to look good. The meter did a good job. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised. I was like, I don't know why I was surprised. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't have been because <laughs> the cameras are so, like you're saying, they're so good at what they're doing at giving you good exposure that you don't really have to do much. No, I mean, you can buy a $5,000 full-frame Canon DSLR and use it as a point-and-shoot. Yeah. And uh, every time you're going to get that. an amazing photo. I know somebody who did that. <laughs> Killed me. I was like, don't buy that camera. Hire me to shoot your job. No, no, I'm gonna buy I wanna buy this camera. Oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah, I got money to to, to I'll rather buy the camera than hire somebody to yeah, do it. Yeah. Oh man, I was <laughs> no, I was, was <laughs> so pissed off about that. <laughs> oh man. But But you know, I, I and I understand and when it comes to when it comes to numbers, when it comes to technicals, some people just don't they can't grasp the 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 idea um to tell the truth when I started with photography when I first got my my Minolta x something hmm. long time ago long time ago um I had an issue with what aperture. I was supposed to be shooting at. Oh. There's like 2.8 something, some numbers, like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. But what I was getting into is I have a friend who, I guess she's a little bit dyslexic. Mm-hmm. And to her, numbers don't mean nothing. They're they're just abstract objects that, that don't mean anything. So the way I showed her is... She bought a DSLR because she wanted to not only do uh, stop motion animation, but she also wanted to take some pictures. 
because she was inter- interested in that. She's 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 uh, more of a artist than than anything else, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> but she could not understand the numbers behind shutter time, shutter speeds, and apertures and ISOs. She just she was lost completely. So I told her, okay, do you know the see the little number? That means that the everything behind the the object is going to be out of focus. It's going to blur out all that stuff. You're going to get nice bokeh. And if you switch over to the big numbers, everything is going to be in focus. So depending on how you want to shoot it, what you want to get, this is what you want to control. And leave the rest to the camera. So leave the shutter, shutter speed and the ISO, leave it to the camera. So every time we went, um, like, for shooting Aurora or the stars, she would always ask me, how do I set my camera? What what settings do I do? And then we'll continue with, with, the, with the shoot and everything was fine until the next shoot because then she just couldn't remember. <laughs> she couldn't care less, hmm. I guess. Or she just couldn't grasp the idea. Well, so... Go ahead, sorry. No, so I think some people just have a, a very difficult time learning the manual method um, of, of, of cameras. And I guess it depends on really what you want to do, what you are, how, if you want to get a little bit more serious with your photography, mm-hmm. then yes, I think shoot, uh, learning the manual method is definitely a, a great idea. It's a great step. Because understanding the concept of the Trinity is very important. Yeah. The, the, this comes up um, because I got into, a, a, well, I'll call it a Twitter conversation that was kind of heated <laughs> with someone who, who basically, I, I think what happened was they tweeted something and I responded as both myself and switched to manual saying, I think their initial tweet was something about like, um, uh, you know, learning uh, manual mode in a camera is awful advice. And I disagreed with that. I didn't think it was awful advice. And we got, we went back and forth and it got a little personal. (laughs) And, (laughs) And, um, basically I wanted to strangle this person. Uh, <laughs> and, but at some point this person said that, uh, we, or me, were, were giving a, a beginners bad advice by telling them to learn manual. Uh, that is the cameras are too compl- complex. It's, it's, it's too complex of a concept to learn manual and it's bad advice. And I took issue with the idea that it's bad advice. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think it's a bad advice. Um, it might not work for everybody because shooting my, if somebody comes up to you and say, Hey, I have a point and shoot and all it has is an on off button, yeah. and a shutter button. Well, not gonna work. shooting manual is, is going to be kind of difficult. Yeah. Same with an iPhone. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit difficult. It's impossible actually with an iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We so, actually had some people come in our class with iPhones. We said, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> Here's your money back. You didn't read the home. disclaimer on this. Said you must have a camera that shoots manual. Uh, you know, I I didn't want to dismiss it entirely. Um, you know, I have this personal stake in, you know, switch to manual. 
mm-hmm. but I didn't want to dismiss that that idea that it's not necessarily for everybody to learn uh, manual settings on the camera. Now, I learned that way because that's all I had was a Pentax camera. You stuck the film in, Tri-X, so it was ISO 400, so that was locked. And all I had was the light meter and aperture and uh, shutter speeds, and I that's it. Mm-hmm. I had to shoot in manual to to learn how to make a good picture and understand exposure. Uh, and I agree with what you're saying. The cameras these days are basically $5,000 point-and-shoot cameras. <laughs> they, they are, they, unless you want to go be a little bit creative, be a, you know, step out of the the bounds of 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 basic uh, trinity of ISO aperture and shutter, and move above that stuff. Yeah. So, maybe. but again, it depends on on the person what they want to do. Do they just want to shoot their grandkids, or you know, in in of course in the perfect park with sunny cloudy skies no movement no nothing mm-hmm. or do you want to actually shoot your grandkids in a dimly lit room when they're running around like little rag rats mm-hmm. all over the place because in that situation not switching to manual is going to give you absolutely horrid results that's true right because yeah, yeah. you have to compensate your iso because the cameras might not be able to cons- compensate the ISO unless you set it to auto, right. which some cameras actually don't have auto ISO. They'll have a, 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 an actual dial that you have to set. You have to set your shutter, shutter speed and your aperture. You either open it all the way up mm-hmm. or you know, find a, find a perfect medium for yourself. Yeah. But to find that pure, perfect medium, you have to understand the trinity. Yeah. That was sort of our goal because the people that would come to the classes, like they already had these cameras. And I think the common denominator between a lot of people was they were saying, we were taking pictures, but they're not good. Like we don't know why the camera is doing what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And the idea of like, well, if you learn the manual settings of the camera, then you'll understand the decisions that the camera is making. And therefore, you can um you can start to override that you can shoot in manual or you can let the camera mm-hmm. shoot and and you'll understand what it's doing with the idea that i thought about was like in um in math class at least when i was taking math um and calculators were just starting to come out this is i'm dating myself here <laughs> oh jeez i didn't want to do that <laughs> dude i i had the same problem there was no calculators well i got I got calc. Oh man, I can't remember. When I- it was I. I was such a gadget guy that I had to get the first calculator to come out. I used to type in the word so you turned it upside down. It said Shell Oil. Yep. You know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, but the instructor would always say, "Look, you know, you need to learn the the calculations manually, mm-hmm. right? While we're in class, but while you're taking the test, it's okay for you to use the calculator because now you understand what the calculator is doing. The test is, you know." The test you have is a time limit. A time limit, and you know, if we did it manually, it would take too long. And that was sort of the idea that we, when we came up with the class, is like, okay, well, you're not going to be able to shoot manual pictures all the time because it's not practical all mm-hmm. the time. You know, 
you're not going to go out. Not everybody can go out and look at out the window and like know what the exposure is going to be. Like, oh, it's you know f16 at uh, you know one five hundredth of a second. Nobody knows that. The camera is going to fill in a lot of that for you. But understanding why the camera is making that decision is going to help you, and then it's going to speed up things when it comes time to taking pictures for you. And the other thing we like to talk about with the priority modes, um, which Tom liked to call the baby steps towards manual. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I used to say, well, now you're letting the camera do some of the heavy lifting for you. So while you're, like you were saying before, you like to let the camera deal with the shutter speeds and you're dealing with the aperture. I think actually if we did a poll, probably find a vast majority of people shoot that way. Shoot that way. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you want to deal with the with the lower numbers and higher numbers and focus and blur and bokeh or whatever you call that word. I can't stand it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I hate it. I didn't grow up with that word, by the way. I never heard that word. Well, it's a Japanese word and everybody it's here, made everybody I heard pronounces it wrong. Yeah. And I probably pronounce it wrong. I, I, but. I don't care how I pronounce it. I could, I could give a blank <laughs> how it's pronounced. <laughs> Someone said, well, what do you call this stuff in the background? I call it the out-of-focus part. Yeah, it's blur. <laughs> it's blurred. But um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Just a little rant here. Um, so the baby steps. Yes, the, 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 the priority modes are the baby steps towards manual or towards automatic depending on on the direction you're going mm -hmm. and you know it's really kind of i think it's foolish in some way that we have these cameras with all this technology and we wouldn't use some of the technology to help us i mean that's the whole point of this stuff yep but you know someone would say why did you get that why did that portrait look so good and you know under explaining to them well because i shot in a certain aperture and it's blurry in the background, you know, the small number. I, can we borrow that, by the way, for our Switch Command? <laughs> I, I like the way you said, the small numbers make the blurry. Um, like, understanding why that is will help you make a better picture. To me, those things are tied together. Now, someone might say, well, you don't need to open up the engine and learn how to take apart a car in order to drive, you know? You no, but understanding when your car fails... When you open the hood and you see, you know, black stuff spreading out. Right. Understanding what what's going on, it does, it is helpful. I mean, uh, I don't know if you know, but in Poland, long time ago, not anymore, I don't think, but if you wanted to pass the driving test, mm -hmm. you had to know the engine. Really? Yes. You had to know where the sparks plugs were, where everything was. What's and all the technical names for all the little parts. If you wanted to pass the driving license, that's what you have to you have to go through that as a test. Jeez. So you have to know all that stuff. Can you imagine doing it with today's cars? <laughs> it's a computer, <laughs> and <laughs> it wouldn't quite work the same. But no, it was. Would, did was that considered too extreme, or was it like okay, well, this is just what we do? No, that was a normal that was a normal normal thing. Whenever you wanted to pass a driver test, that's you you had the technical part of driving and the actual physical part of of the actual knowing what the car is and how it works and what's inside it. So that was that was I guess but you know, at that time the engines were, you know, two stroke. Right. It was a two-stroke <laughs> engine, so, I mean, it wasn't, if it was <laughs> blowing yeah. blue smoke, you knew what, what was wrong with it. You know, <clears throat> it, I don't, 
to, to, to take on that a little bit, um, like for some reason, like you're saying your friend doesn't understand numbers and I can, I can understand that. Um, but trying to explain what physically an aperture is and why those numbers are there. Have you mm-hmm. ever tried to do that to somebody? No. That will make anybody's eyes glaze over. Yes. Like, what's this number? Why is this number? Why is it 2.8? Well, that's actually a fraction of the distance between. And you start doing that, and they're like, Mama. <laughs> and here's a, here's a napkin. Stop drooling. Right. And then you also, <laughs> I realize that there is absolutely no point in, in like, at least with aperture, describing that because it me- it's meaningless. It's only like if you're really technical and you want to learn about the mm-hmm. lens. Uh, and like I, I say something like when that low number is very low, then the lens is very expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that they can understand. Makes sense. You know, if it says yeah. if it says f four, it's not so expensive. If it says two point eight, it's more expensive. If it says one point eight, it's generally even more expensive. Generally, and don't even go to one point twos and <laughs> below. <laughs> yeah, um, it's there's there's no point in explaining that to somebody. It's just it's it's meaningless, but um the idea that i i wouldn't like for me the idea of not knowing what this stuff does is almost i don't know it's almost alien well because you're a photographer photography is in your blood this is not only a uh a, a job it's 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 something that you live with it's I I don't know how to explain it, but it's mm. it's ingrained in you, right? Yeah. So not understanding the 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 basic concept would be almost sacrilegious. Well, is it? Um, let me ask you this. But on that, is it also because of when I grew up? Like I grew up in this time period when we transitioned from literally only manual cameras to what we have today. Is it like anybody who's growing up now? They're not going to have this. Not unless they actually look for the old cameras. Right. But let's just say like a normal. Normal person. Normal person is not going to come across. You know, someone who's like 10 years old now is going to have a camera that's 10,000 times more sophisticated than the camera that I started off with when I was 10 years old. Of course. Right. So just because that I'm in this, you know, generation of having gone from manual to digital that, that, uh that I'm thinking this way. I mean, I'm asking you to analyze me, which doesn't make any sense, but um, I'm trying to figure this out a little bit. I'll, I'll send you a bill later. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think, I think the, 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 the idea is that when I started, when we started with, with photography, there was, uh, most cameras were all manual mm-hmm. or the, the, the ones I was lusting after the EOS, uh, system because it had autofocus. Yeah. It was oh man, I gotta have one of those. Canon was, was the like first. Way Canon was my... the first successful autofocus system, as I recall. Yeah, and that was by beyond my my measly earnings from a paper route. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the film usually took a few days to be developed. Yeah. So it it didn't it didn't give you the automatic. Um, you have to wait. You have to be patient. Right now, people are not patient. They have an iPhone. They click a button. Boof. They, they, here's your picture. Right. And they don't really think about They don't. Most people don't really care as long as they get a fairly good enough re- representation of 
of of an image. I mean, I just today a friend of mine had a birthday, and somebody was taking photos at his birthday party. Most of the photos are completely out of focus, <laughs> and they're still posted on. Like I would not even really? bother. Oh boy, right? But most people say, "Hey, you can you can recognize him." Uh-huh. Right, he's recognizable. He's out of focus, but he's recognizable. It's it, you know that's the the birthday boy. But that's it. Mm. So people are, they want everything now, 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 now. They don't really want to work for it. Mm-hmm. They don't really want to understand it. Um, trying to understand how your TV works, how your monitor works, how's the LCD work? Who cares? I just turn it on and watch a movie. I don't really care about. Why every, Why is it there? But but those things that you're talking about, those are things that people are not trying to make something with. Whereas a camera, you're trying video. to make something with. True. I mean, um, yeah, television, I, guess video. I don't need to know what a television is because it's just sending me stuff. I don't really, I could care less. <laughs> but a camera is something that, you know, like, I'm trying to, 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 to me, photography is all about control. That's, I mean, again, this is where I'm coming from. This is my oldness to me. But to me, mm-hmm. it's all about, I mean, photography is map. What is a photograph actually means a map of light. That's literally yes. what it means. You're mapping the light. So you're making something. And so it's it's really strange for me to think that someone would not want to understand uh, how the thing works. How does that make this thing? Um, I don't know. It's like cooking without understanding how the the ingredients mixed together you know i do that well yeah <laughs> you just, <laughs> usually you just 99 percent of the time it actually comes up quite good does it oh well okay so there <laughs> but i again it's it's do i love cooking uh no mm. do i like it yeah i i'm not a cook i'm not a chef i don't want to be one mm-hmm but if I'm presented with certain ingredients, I'll make something that's edible, mm. and that's actually okay to eat. Well, um, but is that eating for survival or eating for no? Actually, pleasure? eating and enjoying and enjoying yourself. It's like, um, yeah, I'm kind of beating my own drum here, but yeah, with the TV, I gave you the uh, a wrong analogy, wrong wrong example. But what I was getting at is that people don't have. Patience. Mm-hmm. There's no more patience. There's, I don't want to learn anything. I want to know everything now. Mm. It's like the Matrix. I want to just plug myself in and, and absorb all the data and know everything right off, right off the bat. And the cameras right now are basically so good that, yeah, you can pr- just press a button and you'll get a passable, a good image. And they all, out of and they, out of out of a picture. Yeah, so and they have all those modes now. That, yes, you know you have the mountain mode and the little person mode and the fireworks mode and exactly. So you don't really have to think about it. You just put the camera and click the button, and off you go. And you have a passable picture of your family outing out in uh, you know Fourth of July. So or the first of July, yeah. depending on what country you are. <clears throat> so you know I'm having a, a switch to manual existential moment here. Then what's the, <laughs> what's the point? You know. Uh, the, the point is control. The point is you taking control over what you are creating. It's not. Um, uh, well, yeah, it, it's. 
<laughs> what? I think we, we, we have to send our, each other a bill for this, <laughs> for this session. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think the, 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 like you said, it's taking control of the image because one thing that comes to mind, you, you ever tried shooting a silhouette? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Go ahead. Easy. Try it with a point and shoot. Try it with a P mode on a 5D Mark III or 1DX Mark IV, whatever the, the latest Canon, Nikon, Fuji, Sony, whatever. Try creating a silhouette by setting the camera on its manual or in its uh, automatic mode. You will never able to do it. Okay. It won't let you do it. It won't let you do it. Because it will measure the person in front of you, it will measure the, the, the light around the person, and it will compensate everything. Right. So you will never create a, a proper silhouette. You have to know, you have to, to uh, try panning with an, with an automatic mode. Right. That's not going to happen either. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. Try star trails. It ain't going to happen. So look, this is, here's part of the, okay, you're bringing up great points, and how will people know that they even have those choices if by they don't know wanting to mode. know by wanting to know how to take those pictures that's how i learned how to take star trails the the first star trails i've ever done was on film i had the camera sat it for 15 minutes i think on the tripod and nothing came out of it mm-hmm. And later on, I was told that the you have to tell the lab that there are star pictures in there because otherwise they won't print them. Oh, really? they'll develop they're, they're the too, film, too, they'll see nothing, see and nothing. they'll just. Oh, that's funny. You know. <laughs> so later on, it was with digital. I started off with digital. I always, I always loved uh, astronomy. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be an astronomer when I was a kid. Oh wait, so, pause for one second. <laughs> I mean, I just saw one of your pictures that was fantastic. That you shot Which one? just recently. In fact, if we could put it in the show notes, that'd be great. But as a, you, should, you put it up like in the past couple of days. Uh, definitely had the Milky Way in it or something. Oh, the twenty minute. Yeah, yeah, 20 minute yeah, yeah. Exposure? The twenty minute one. Oh my god! Can we put that in the show notes? If you like, I like it. Oh, it's okay. Okay, but I, I want to just mention to everybody. This picture is fantastic. This is the kind of shot I want to take. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. It's okay. See, but the thing is, for that you you. First of all, you need to know your your manual mode. You need to know your, uh, and you have to have a sky tracker. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah, right. The little device that sort of spins with the Earth, mm-hmm. because if you don't, it, all the stars are going to just star trail on you. Right, right. But there's two ways of, for for example, for doing star trails. There is the long way, which is just and killing your your sensor way of putting the camera on a tripod, opening it up, you know, letting the, letting it go for, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or taking uh, 100 photos every couple of seconds on the same same location, same, same site, same settings. But again, you have to know to set the camera to manual. You have to know all these little basic little things. You have to learn them. Sure, with an iPhone, you might have a big of an issue trying to shoot star trails. But, obviously, if you're getting a bigger camera, if you're getting a DSLR, or you're spending a little bit more money 
for a proper camera, a camera that switches lenses, you're telling yourself that you're a little bit serious about it. So to me, if you're showing me that you're serious about this, well, if you're serious about this, then you have to understand what aperture is. That little thing inside the lens that sort of opens and closes, like your eye. And the shutter. How quickly the little thing behind the mirror closes. And the film. The ISO, the, the speed, the, the, the sensitivity of your sensor or your film or whichever. So, you have to know these things. Yeah, so let me ask you, do you think it's a mistake for a beginner to to learn that? No. Absolutely not. Okay. Why? For some of them might be for some like I said, for some of them might be daunting because it's numbers, it's technical. Right. It's it's a little bit it's not uh for some people might be not easily picked up right off the bat. They might have to they might struggle with it to understand the 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 relationship of the holy trinity. <laughs> um <laughs> I hope doesn't Tom doesn't. <laughs> Tom will appreciate. It. <laughs> um, but and then now go. There goes my train. Choo choo! Mm-hmm. It just went. <laughs> well, can you train? Can you check that big station in in New York? Maybe it's there. <laughs> it, it just went away. It just. Well. That's that's okay. We 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 appreciate trains of thoughts spinning around into the universe here. <laughs> nobody nobody listens to the show anyway. <laughs> well, that's not true. Uh, yeah, me on the show. Yeah, <laughs> you, but, I'm probably going to lose some some more. I don't. I, you know, I'm I'm. I don't like it being called a mistake or that's bad advice. No, God no. And I, you know, the idea that switch to manual that we would want to show you. I mean, we're we're we were trying to cram. How how many years of photography that I took into an hour and a half? You can't do that. No, it's impossible to do that. But if anything, it was giving people the an inkling of what's going on behind the scenes, what's going on behind the curtains with the camera, and you know, obviously, people were going to come and take our class because they wanted to learn more about that. So maybe they weren't necessarily beginners. You know, they didn't. Uh, you never know. You, there might be a beginner, but wanting to explore, you know, yeah. by looking at uh, images online of star trails, and suddenly going, "Oh, my camera doesn't have a little button for it." Right? Doesn't it doesn't show up on the dial? There's no star trails. There's no silhouettes. There's no There's panning. No flower. There's, There's no flower. You know, how many yeah, exactly. So I mean, flower? it's 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 not there. It's yeah. like, what do I do with this? I paid three thousand dollars for this. So these are, I think these are the people who want to come in and want to learn because they want maybe not necessarily, uh, to me when somebody says, oh, you know, give me an hour, I'll, I'll show you how to take better pictures, is a liar. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's taking your money, he's a scam artist. But photography is, is, is a learning process that will be there with you for if you want to stick with it. For the rest of your life, you will always learn something new. There will be always something new behind that corner. I I, I totally agree with you. In fact, I, I always thought that I'm not I'm I'm always still practicing photography. We all are. Yeah. You know, 
it's it's never like okay I like a maybe a I know everything I know everything it's impossible no uh, every time I get a new camera I learn something the camera helps me learn something new uh, a new technique I look at new pictures from people and, and I'm always learning something so I always feel in some way like a beginner you know but with quotes. <laughs> around no and I, I completely agree i mean there's many times when when you find some option and you go and you have this aha moment mm-hmm. and the eyes open up and you just oh i i need to get out and test this i need to play around with this I, this is cool yeah you know especially when you do when one does cro- like cross over to a different genre of photography Mm-hmm. So like I'm doing commercial photography so long and all of a sudden I decided to do street photography and I'm learning a whole new genre or even the few times that I've done not star trails, but like pointed my camera up to the sky and done long exposures and mm-hmm. uh, I've never done that before or I've done set my camera up uh, and done a long exposure of a waterfall. Like, you know, I haven't done that. Or, or the beach or the, or the, like I've seen those, those magical pictures where, it's it's a picture on on uh, on the shore, mm-hmm. and all the rocks are covered in fog. Oh and yeah, you, yeah, and I, yeah. And I've been sitting here going, "How the hell did they get the fog? <laughs> like, why? What is this?" Well, what's really funny is that when you came to visit New York, when was it? Last November. Yeah, yeah. So we went out. Uh, Mac came yeah. to New York. And met me in Brooklyn with his wife and a friend that he was staying with in Long Island and another friend. And we went down to the shore between Brooklyn and Manhattan. And mm-hmm. there's a bunch of pilings there, wooden pilings. And a lot of people take this photograph. Yes. Um, but I've never done it before. <laughs> and I said, I think I brought a tripod, right? I think I had a little yes, tripod. Yes, you did. Here. I was the one without the You were the tripod. one without the tripod. I had a little Gitzo, you know, uh, carbon fiber tripod. It wasn't that heavy. And I set it up and I used my um, Fuji X100T in a manual mode, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the little dig in there. <laughs> and I took the shot with a long exposure of the water moving past the pylons. And it was similar to what you're talking about, Mac, with like the, the you know, the, the water sort of turns into a fog. Yeah. Uh, or a, sort of a blur, I should say, because it's not splashing. And I'd never taken that kind of shot before. And I totally felt like a, well, a beginner, an amateur, learning something new. So it, it happens all the time. We we keep going through this learning process. I don't think I'll ever know everything about every style of photography until I try it. And even then, I'm learning new things all the time. So. Well, that's that's photography for you. Uh, I mean, if if you want to get into it, it's 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 a wonderful, wonderful tool. Yeah, and I mean, everybody is a beginner at some point, but I just I I don't know. I really felt like I had to question or not whether or not we were giving people bad advice, um, no, awful advice, or you know, it's, it, maybe it's not so absolute in this case. Uh, it, it's it is it's it's never absolutes. You're never in a world of absolutes. In, in photography, there's no absolutes. It's it's everything. Whatever, however you want to do it. If 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 you can do it, if the camera is allowing you to do it, then you have no 
um, no limits. Yeah. And I also, you know, Tom and I would also like to say there's never, we never had any judgments about it. I mean, if you use the camera in automatic, you know, great. If, if it's doing what you want it to do mm -hmm. and it's, it, and it's fulfilling the role that it's supposed to, that it's doing for you, then there's no problem. There's absolutely no problem whatsoever. Exactly. Um, you know, whether or not learning manual controls is going to be helpful or not, you know, maybe more confusing, maybe not. I don't know. But it, I never saw anything wrong with it. I mean, you know, going back to the car analogy, yeah, I don't need to open up the engine to, to be able to, to drive the car. But, you know, it is helpful to know that, geez, the battery's dying or, mm -hmm. you know, this is what I need to do. I don't have to, I don't have to be a mechanic, you know, but I have to know a few things that I can understand what's going on with this thing that is trying to help me in my life. So, I don't know. All right, so so existentially, we're okay, right? Yes, we, I think so. We have I, a reason. You, we have a reason. Yeah, to you exist. have the, you have a reason to exist. Yes. <laughs> so I was really worried about that, um, and you know what? Not to knock anybody else's way of teaching. I don't necessarily think that when we switch to manual doing it, it's the only way to learn how to take pictures. I mean, people are learning with their iPhones, and iPhones. There's no way you can switch to manual. You have actually no controls on an iPhone. As far as I can tell, you can't control the aperture. No, I don't. I'm pretty sure you can't control the shutter speed, but I, I could be wrong about that. Am I? Not fully. Not not, not the way we, we think. Yeah. Not the way we think. Yeah. Uh, you. I know you can control the the way it reads light. Uh, the where where it focuses, mm -hmm. of course, right? But and you can lock the focus and lock the exposure. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much all, the, and you can set it for you know flash or no flash, right. and, and you, if anything, HDR. you have more con you have more control of the ISO. That would be the one thing. If there's any kind of control on a on an iPhone or a smartphone, it would be allowing you to to deal with that. Because mm -hmm. um, I don't even think there's a shutter in the camera. Well, it's an electronic shutter. Yeah, it's an electronic yeah. shutter. But you can't change the aperture. It's certainly, one thing you can't do is uh, change your depth of field. Uh, or your, the blurriness of your picture. As we no, say. but on a small sensor like that, it, it, you know, it, it gets to a point where a small sensor like that, it's, it doesn't really matter right. anymore. Right. You just point and shoot and everything's going to be in focus. Right. And that's fine. <laughs> that's, there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. No. I, there's nothing wrong with anything. I mean, you know, people telling you like, oh, you have to shoot landscapes at F-16 because everything has to be in focus. Yeah. Maybe that's nope. that's, maybe that's part of the lesson here is that once it, once someone starts telling you what you have to do, that's when you need to to start questioning. Mm-hmm. And don't give them any money. <laughs> don't give, I, I definitely agree with that. Don't give them any money. Yeah. Once someone points a finger and says, you have to do it this way and there's no other way about it. Uh, then you walk away from it. And maybe that was part of the misunderstanding. I don't know if it's a misunderstanding I was having with this person on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> there was certainly, there was certainly a, it felt like a fight for life kind of thing, uh, which the other person might've enjoyed a lot. I don't know. Well, you know, it's, it's again, I think it's, it's a clash of, of uh, um, ideas when it comes to, learning about actual photography mm -hmm. and why it's why it's important why it's why it's doing why your camera is doing what it's doing then 
basically point and shoot and pretending that I know what I'm doing because I'm just going to stick it in the Photoshop and add more clouds into it. I remember that discussion. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had that discussion. You, gotta, you guys, you have to tune in to, to Shutter Time to hear that discussion. That was a good one. <laughs> but uh, it, I guess it. But there's no nothing wrong with any any idea. Uh, both are valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It, it all. It, I think it depends on the person who wants to learn. If the, if the person who wants to learn wants to learn more about more in depth uh, into photography, then yes. But if the, all they want to do is just take pictures, and they just want to take maybe a better picture, teach them about composition, mm-hmm. and teach them about you know that light. And seeing light, right? Go to go to museums. Look at look at beautiful works of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and actually, improve. funny thing is, from all that, you, it, it will finally step into switch to manual. Mm, true, because you'll get to a point where your camera is actually uh, stopping you from progressing because you have it on P right. for professional, right. and the cameras are so much more. So there's so much more potential in these devices to to um, create the kind of to to be creative, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, to open your you open your mind and, and and let you let your actual creativity flow because this tool is going to help you with it. Yeah, because it's you know sometimes it feels like photography is random. Uh, that's not the right word. Um, I I got into photography. I don't want to go too far into this because I realize we're probably about an hour here, but Ooh. yeah, it's okay. Yes. People, people will listen, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I couldn't draw. I could not draw to save my life. Oh. I wanted to draw. I wanted to be able to do that, but I couldn't. It just wasn't able. I wasn't, I didn't have the skills at that time. And so photography was the way to do it. But you know, with photography, if you're walking around the street, if you're not creating your photograph, you're pretty much at the whim of what is in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're not in control of that, you even feel more that the the situation is sort of random. Like you're creating, you, you know, I want to create a certain kind of feel in my picture. And if I don't know how to use the equipment, I'm just sort of looking for something that will, will I'll have to, um, uh, Invent. invent the yes invent the feeling and you know the more you know your your devices the more you can control what you want to create and you know i think someone who's who's a writer can you know write something that's sad very easily or someone who can draw can draw something that's you know beautiful and i think sometimes with photography it's a little hard you have to you have to look for these things but if you know how to use the device you can you can sort of stack the deck in your favor. Yeah, the, the device creator. can definitely help you with that. Yeah, and the, so that's why I think, you know, again, the people who, who would come to the class would say, you know, I want to make a portrait of somebody, but I, you know, I just take it and it doesn't look right. It doesn't look like those pictures I see those other people take. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, like you would say, you know, set it to the small number and make the background fuzzy. Yep. Yeah, so I'm so going to steal that. <laughs> I'll give you credit. Be my guess. I give you credit, but that's such a <laughs> that's such a good way. You know, we we were doing uh, we do our classes. We use um, 
for aperture, I came up with the idea of a tape measure as a um, idea of depth of field. And, and okay. Tom and I in our class would actually pull out the tape measure and we would say, just the same way as the numbers get larger on the tape measure, you know, as you pull it out, the it gets you know, the numbers increase the amount of inches. Yeah. In the same way your aperture, as you increase the number, as the number gets bigger in your aperture, that sort of depth of field, that, that amount of um, the tape measure increases. Yes, gets longer. Gets yeah, longer. increases. Yeah, that's that's actually a very smart way of doing it. Yeah, and it. people were like, oh, yeah. that, that kind of makes some sense, you know? And so, yeah, it does make sense. That's a lot of sense. Yeah. So we use that in our we use that in our book that the book that Tom wrote um, the the manual on manual. <laughs> uh huh. So we ask people like if you want to support our show you can go buy that I think it's like I think we're selling it for ten bucks. Uh, oh, where can you where where can we find it? Well, you can find it on our website. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, our website. We have a little store on our website, and so we're selling. We have sample chapter of the book and. Uh, we have the full, it's not a big book. It's like maybe 15 pages or something like that with sample pictures in it. But we we do the concepts from Switch to Manual class, and we have that in the book. And so we did the the tape measure, and then I think uh, Tom talks about the garage door concept of the door opening up and closing for the mm -hmm. shutter. So anyway. Well, we might have beat this subject to death, so. <laughs> I think uh, you feel better right now? I do. It was such a good, not a great week, and it's turning out to be a, Today's what Wednesday. It's turning out to be a good week now. So yes, I feel good. much better. Thank you, Mac. I all I need <laughs> my is my pleasure. And you're gonna send me the bill. Uh, do you want Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars? <laughs> oh, geez, which one? Is, which one do you prefer? I don't know. I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> What's the smaller number? God. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get blurry when it's smaller. Oh, what? Who, what is it? Is it more Canadian dollars to American? dollars? What is the? No, it's vice versa. It's it's actually. I think we're at. Uh, let me quickly check. I think it's seventy-seven cents Canadian to oh. one dollar American. So it's or something to that effect. So it's good for us to go to Canada to buy things, or, or is things. Yes. Oh, it is. I told you many times. You should come to Canada to buy your Fujis. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There's for one Canadian one American dollar, you get one dollar and twenty-eight cents. But I thought, aren't they priced the same? Uh, on the border, like relative to each other. Yes, they are. That's the funny part. Oh, so I'm not going to make any money. I'm not going to spend. Yes, you are. No, 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 gonna, no, 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 no. Like the at the beginning when when we had when the X Pro Two was coming out, uh -huh. when you said, "Oh, I want that one. Right. That's that's pretty cool." Uh -huh. Um, they had the same pricing in U.S. as in Canada. Oh, so it actually, but oh. after the uh, conversion. You would save approximately four hundred bucks, really, if you bought it in Canada. But then I got to fly to Canada, so it's going to cost me four hundred dollars to get there. And I told you that it's like, dude, come to Canada. You can buy it here. Just you know, it's a drive to Toronto. It's a couple, few hours. Uh, a few hours. <laughs> a few hours. I'm in New York City. It's like ten. <laughs> yeah, hour which drive. is close. So you hop on the boat and go. Okay. <laughs> I have to find a reason to go to Montreal and visit a friend there. So there you go. Yeah. Well, now we know. Now I know. Now, but see these numbers—they drive me crazy. I don't. I know the, the smaller the numbers gets blurry, <laughs> and then <laughs> you know when you when you see a big bill, it you automatically everything is in focus. <laughs> everything, all the black spots in your eyes going around, everything goes in focus. Oh, that's just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mac. It's been right. uh, it's been an experience. I'm glad that you were able to uh, 
join me tonight. It was I really didn't want to talk to myself uh, alone. So thanks for coming. Uh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Anytime you feel alone, I'm 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 here. Okay. Lend a hand. Yeah, cool. And so lend a shoulder. Yeah. So where can uh, the people from Switch to Manual audience find you? Uh, the best place is to find me is on my website, which is mixmedia.photography. Uh, mixmedia spelled with a M I K S media dot photography. I like that. Mix media. It's a, there's a story behind the M I K S. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, so that's, that's one, um, on Twitter at, at Captain Poland. So CPT Poland. Because of course I'm a Polak, um, and of course Facebook. You can just do search Max Sikulski and you'll find me all over the place. And uh, your podcast on Bookface, please. Pardon your podcast. And yeah, on podcasts, the podcasts, the shorter time. Podcast. Yeah, the fabulous podcast, shorter time with Sid and Mac. If you want to listen to uh, us droning about other all kinds of stuff around photography, you're more than welcome to listen. I, I do all the time. I tend to I actually tend to oh, thank you. binge on them. So, <laughs> like three hours of you guys talking. <clears throat> yeah, I enjoy your show very much. Though. So. Well, thank you. We enjoy your show, and I'm really, really happy that that I actually made it. Yeah. Well, this will be the first of many. So, mm, thank you. Get uh, Tom back on whenever he can. So, get him back out of Columbia. So. Cool. I'll call that. Hope he doesn't get stopped on the border. Him? Yeah, he looks like a criminal. <laughs> with flour. <laughs> tell him tell him not to not to take any baking flour with him. Yeah. No, well. Tom <laughs> would do that, I think. <laughs> All right, people. Uh that's it for the show. I'm uh glad Mac was able to join me. And uh in the meantime, you guys can find uh, the Switch to Manual guys at our website, switchtomanual.com. We're also on Twitter at switch the number two manual, so switch to manual. And while you're there, you might as well follow me and Tom. I'm at uh, AM Rosario, and Tom is Witness Photog, P H O T O G. Uh, just like Max says, we're on Bookface or Facebook. Um, if, if you guys listen to us on iTunes, please. Uh, give us ratings and reviews there. I think that makes us somewhat more important. I don't know, but it would be helpful. Uh, so we would appreciate that. Also, um, we have uh, one of the ways that you can support this show is going to our site and letting us review your pictures. We have a portfolio review site. So you send us uh, your shots and we give you feedback. We've got three tiers and a free 99 version. We want to just try us out. Try our free 99. We'll look at one of your pictures and uh, give you some feedback. But we have three paid versions. You send us a group of pictures, and we will get back to you with uh, our feedback. Also, we've got a YouTube channel. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have our own uh, URL for that, but you can get to it from our website where we are producing tipcasts, those short little videos that you can watch. And uh, we give you little tips and tricks about photography. And uh, so why don't you check us out there? It's a big, long ending here. <laughs> outro uh yeah and you know uh tom and i do this show on our own so um we have little tip jars uh on our podbean page and our page uh our website if you feel like throwing us some chump change to help us out we would really appreciate that 
Uh, it would go a long way to supporting the show and letting us uh, go further in time. And we're at episode 45, so we're on our way to 50. And Max said uh, his brother is going to try to make us some music, uh, new theme music for our 50th anniversary, 50th show. Right, Max? I'm, hope, I'm still working yeah, on him. He volunteered his brother to make us music, so we'll see <laughs> how that goes. And uh, I think that's it. So thanks, Mac. And uh, thank you. And, uh, and thank you all to, to all your listeners. Yeah. For keeping up with us for uh, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I, if anybody's asleep by now, well, you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, switch to manual and keep on clicking. Right. All right, Mac. Thanks, and uh, well, we'll see you all later. And if Tom was here, he'd say adios. Thank you.